in the morning when you want the news you need the front page every hour on the press box nothing's writing on this except the uh, first amendment of the constitution freedom of the press and maybe the future of the country not that any of that matters and now the news conor mcgregor <laughs> broke his leg during his fight with dustin poirier at the very end of the first round I will say the part that I thought was the best is Joe Rogan sitting on the ground, yes. cuddling up yes. to Conor McGregor, who has yeah. a broken leg, yeah. and interviewing him. The person in front of me at Garth had it on his phone, and someone at home was illegal streaming, because I don't think you can stream. Uh, like It had to be illegal because he was whispering to his girlfriend. That's really the only thing I saw was like him being interviewed. I'm like, there's something wrong there, because why is he on the back? Can you imagine that in any other sport? Uh, no, because every other sport wouldn't go. Let's put a comedian as our right. play, as our like, color commentator. Like last year, Dak Prescott tackled. His foot is pointing the wrong direction, and whoever the sideline reporter is runs Jerry out. Seifel. On, runs out. How's on the your field foot? And lays down next to Dak and is like, "How you feeling? You I got I, a sideways foot." I can't imagine any other sport where somebody suffers an injury where they cannot leave the playing surface. Saw the replays. It was, it was bad. Oh, oh it's it was brutal. Bad. And then it was, I mean, I don't know if we have the clip on the uh, stretcher. Um, uh, no, but, we, I okay, did not we, get you know, it. We but, uh, to dump that one. Um, but for him to say Poye was going to be carried on a stretcher, and then all of a sudden he's waving at the crowd as they're wheeling him out <laughs> in a stretcher uh, was somewhat ironic. But I saw him last night uh, tweet a video that he had three-hour surgery, Six six weeks on the crutch, and uh, then he's going to get back at it. I, you know, you know it's, I only ask this. this, this, this uh, a columnist friend of mine in Louisville just tweeted, I don't know anything about MMA. I don't watch it. So someone who does, please tweet back to me. Has he has his bit go, grown old? Like, has he kind of in the mainstream, like, okay, dude, we've seen it. We've heard it. Like, the video last night, he's the, is, he's the same guy. I mean, I don't know. I don't really care either way. I mean, I wanted to see a better fight than that, but... I don't know if he's if he, is he just kind of tired now in terms of this stuff. I mean, I would think so, but apparently he's not. I mean, when's the last time he's won? He's won like one fight in like five he's years. He's lost four. Fucking ridiculous. The, the part that blows me away is that everybody's talking about him fighting Dustin Poirier again. Oh yeah, yeah. Poirier gets the title shot, and then Dana says, and then when Connor's healthy, we'll try to do it again. Why? Why? Nobody cares about this sport unless this random guy that can't win is playing in it. Yeah, but if that, it, it, what, what are we going to be, two years from now? What is oh, that going to be? That was, I'm sorry, but he says six weeks on the crush. That was a pretty bad, I'm three hours of surgery, and they had like three... They had like three leading orthos in that sir in that room. I mean, I think it's going to be a while. Yeah. I think that a lot of stuff happened to that ankle and that tibia. Do you remember when Tiger, before he actually started like looking like a little bit like Tiger again, would just show up to events, play like three holes, and then be like, "My glutes could not engage." But during those three holes, <laughs> everyone was like, "Tiger's on the course." <laughs> That's all this sport is now. It's golf. No, it's better than that. <laughs> People will watch it. Might not be as big, but people will watch it. I just, it was I just bad. was, I was just stunned that it was imme immediately after that fight ends. He's lying down on the mat. Yeah, they, they, actually, like, they, um, they mobilized the, the foot. I saw that. Yeah. So he's he's lying there with the with the brace on, and Rogan's like lying next yeah. to him, just and like cuddled with him, like got as close <laughs> as you could to the guy. I it was it was I was like this would not happen. There's no other sport <laughs> where this would happen. 
happy to move on to the, to the next question here, Aaron. <laughs> All right, this Let's is going to take a this. little bit of explaining here. Uh, Kansas football, though, basically paid off a player on their team to leave. Uh, Caperton Humphrey is a story in KansasCity.com. Caperton Humphrey was a football player at Kansas, and he was threatened by teammates. Uh, he, at one point, had lug nuts loosened on his car that he suspected was because of his teammates. There were fights at practice, and at one point, his family came to help him move out of his apartment because these teammates live below him, and those teammates came up and threatened he and his family. Humphrey had called police about the lug nuts. He had talked to the Kansas like compliance officer about the threats, about the fights, about the lug nuts. Kansas ultimately didn't do anything to punish the four players. Uh, there was even in the story a uh, detail that Les Miles at one point told the four players to lay low for a little bit because they had been reported for selling drugs and loosening lug nuts on a teammate's tires. But ultimately what Kansas did was they paid this Caperton Humphrey and his family to go back to West Virginia and not speak about this ever again. Basically said, hey, we will pay your tuition until you graduate. Just take online classes. We'll pay you your monthly stipend that athletes get. Go away. Don't talk about this. And they never apparently punished the four players that did any of this. So Thanks. first off, go ahead. No, well, first of all, support local journalism because this was an incredibly yeah. well-researched story. And the Kansas City Star, I'm not surprised. They have like one of the best sports sections of the country. But this was really, really good. Second of all, we sort of knew when they fired him and the investigation came out about the drugs and everything on the team. How big a creep is Les Miles? That's I was going to say. Oh at my least God. this is the worst thing Les I Miles mean, has yeah. ever been accused Between of. Between Les Miles oh, and wait. Jeff Long, the former AD, yeah. you're talking creeps. And I think I read the story. I think at one point, didn't Miles say, let's go, we'll, we'll, we'll settle it on the field? Yes. And he was going to go one-on-one with yes. this kid, Les, like the Oklahoma drill? Les Miles' problem solving was to have this yes. kid go in one-on-one On the field drills. at practice, like yeah. the Oklahoma drill. Like, let's yes. go, you hit each other. Yeah, that was his problem solving for, hey... You, one of your players loosened the lug nuts on another player's car, hoping he would get into an accident. I, I just, I mean, Les Miles. I mean, you know, the whole Mad Hatter at LSU didn't really understand. I mean, he was kind of crazy. Everyone did a stories he about him. And, char- it was I mean, charming. The guy was, yeah, he was. He was like and, winning a national championship. And I think when he got the job at Kansas, I don't know if anyone thought he'd win, but people thought, okay, give him another shot. He, you know, it's the Mad Hatter. Complete creep, this guy. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing what's come out about this guy. But didn't we find out that at LSU he was driving around trying to pick up some of the, the, the young ladies? Well, they, around? they had they. Well, that happened, but they had. <laughs> oh, oh, good God! So that, a... that wasn't even the story you were referring to. That wasn't to. the charming part about this guy. The well, the the most recent one was that at LSU he was making sure they hired attractive eighteen-year-old. Yes college students to be their recruiting assistants to be the assistants on recruiting yes and would tell would tell his staff like she's not pretty enough if they hired a recruiting assistant that wasn't pretty enough now sadly and wrongly that falls into big time college football uh i don't think i don't think les miles is you know uh uh different in that sense but he is different in this stuff at kansas Were and this AD, he's kind of Jeff Long, who's no longer there. He's skating as well. You're telling me Jeff Long? I know he heard about it because the parents complained. Right. What was he doing? Kansas, as an athletic department, paid them to go away and made them sign sign off on that. The the Kansas, the family had to sign an agreement with Kansas. 
What the hell is that? When is an athletic department paid a player to go away and not talk about what happened? That's the whole, regardless and, of what happened. What the hell are you doing in an athletic department? By the way, there's a lot of stuff if I'm the kid of what I'm saying. But if I'm the kid, I'm like, uh, I'm not going to do online classes. This is on you. This is the school I chose. Now, I don't know if the kid wants to stay there anyway. He probably doesn't. But I'll be like, I would, no. I certainly wouldn't. I'm, I mean, again, it's to, to tell me to go home and bring my stuff and, and flip up my computer every day and do online classes because you can't handle the four dudes who, you know, loosened the lug nuts and wanted to beat me up. I mean, it's embarrassing. Yeah. Next question. Jose Altuve hit a walk-off home run against the Yankees. The Astros were down 7-2 to two going into the bottom of the ninth and won 8-7. to seven. I'm going to do my best to try to explain to you how great the last two days of Yankees-Astros were. On Saturday, Aaron Judge hits a home run, and as he's rounding the bases, mimics Jose Altuve from when Altuve hit the walk-off against the Yankees in the 2019 yes. ALCS and held his jersey yes. so that they wouldn't rip it off. Aaron Judge mimicked him yeah. by holding his jersey as he rounded the bases after hitting a home run. Well, he also said it was windy. And then when asked about it, he said, well, when they close the roof in Houston, it can get cold. <laughs> it can get cold. Um, while it's 108 degrees outside in Houston. Um, but also in that game on Saturday, Garrett Cole, in his first start in Minute Maid Park since leaving the Astros, threw a 129-pitch complete game shutout. And wouldn't go out when they came out and, to get him and said, I am not leaving. And cussed out his manager yes, exactly. when his manager came to take him yeah. out in the ninth. And his final pitch was 99 miles an hour. Unbelievable performance from Garrett Cole. Then on Sunday, uh, Gary Sanchez... Hit a home run for the Yankees. He did the same thing to mimic Altuve, and then they actually gave him a jacket in the dugout, pretending it was cold. Uh, the Astros catcher, Martin Maldonado, hit a home run, and as he rounded the bases, actually opened the top of his jersey. <laughs> and then Altuve hits the walk-off home run when they were down by five entering the ninth, and as he touches home plate, his teammates ripped off his jersey, shredded his undershirt. His undershirt was like in seven pieces to make sure that his jersey came off there. The Yankees better get it together and make the playoffs because I need these two teams to play in the playoffs because it is the, the Padres Dodgers have been the most entertaining baseball games this year. Astros Yankees has been the most petty and I need it in the playoffs. Why can't you just be normal and be down four to two, tie it in the eighth, and have Big Max Muncy walk you off in the night. Nobody why cares do do, about the Diamondbacks. Why, why do you have to do all this ripping of the jerseys when you can just groove Big Max a fastball and end it on a Sunday and he can get on the chartered jet to Colorado with all these Dodger All-Stars? By the way, by the way, good decision. Tur Turner's in the game. He should be in the game. He's Turner's hitting over 300 game. this game. Listen to this you. guy's hitting over 300. Listen, nobody cares about your 20-1 to win over the Diamondbacks. 22-1. Oh, is it 21-1? I don't Pujols. know. Well, okay. I was at the the concert that night. I have to believe it was twenty one to one, uh, twenty two to one, eight home runs. The, correct me if I'm wrong. There had to be a position player on Pujols's last home run. That pitch was like twenty miles. Did you I see know. that? Thing? I did not see. He it. literally no, just lobbed it. it up in the air. It was like a slow pitch softball. Pujols waited for the arc to come down and just blast. I'm like, that's not a real pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> wow. Sorry. No. Um. <laughs> I got you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Novak Djokovic won Wimbledon. He is now tied Roger Federer and Rafa Nadal with 20 major titles. 
He has also won the first three majors this year. And if he is able to win the U.S. Open, he would have all four majors in a calendar year, which has not been done on the men's side since Rod Laver in 1969. Joker's going to own the all-time lead, man. He's, this is, I mean, he could get to the shape he's in. That guy could be, what, 25? Near, and he's, he's easily going to get the record. If you were him, given all the COVID, and I know he's talked about it, he's got small kids and a family, and he kind of didn't act like... It was interesting to him. If you have a chance at the Grand Slam, do you go near Tokyo? What's a goal? I mean, does that is that a big deal to you right now? Because they're asking him, are because if he goes to Tokyo, then he's gonna have to come back and play the U.S. Open right away. If I'm him, I'm like, yeah, I'll take the Grand Slam. Yeah, what's he done Olympic wise in his career? I, I mean, has he won? Did he win a gold medal? Um, Olympic he was... Games. He's got a bronze in oh. 2008. Okay, so do you go? I don't know. I think I do. Really? I think I do. You like, go win the gold and try to come back and win the Grand Slam? That'd be a heck of a year, by the way. This just he had It would be. He <laughs> ha- it's because he's won all the majors before. It's not like he hasn't won the U.S. Open. He just, nobody's done it since 69, won all right. four in the same year. I think, I, I think I'd rather have the gold medal at the Olympics than, than, than the, win the Grand Slam. Yeah, I really? think I would. That's yeah. interesting. I think I would. Just because, again, now... If it's if it was some guy who had like never won a major or something like that or or had never won the U.S. Open or whatever like it you know he didn't have twenty total Grand right. Slam titles then maybe that's different but I think I'd rather have the Olympic medal the or gold medal if I is he favorite would he be fa- I don't know oh how he'd the be favorite if he went I mean I if he went yeah. he's favored now the other con to that is and like I said he's in incredible shape and he's got a long way to go but in that sense of of saying you're right in that sense it's four more years so. Four more years yeah. from now, I mean, I don't know what he's favored in. Yeah. And that, if he goes now, he's absolutely the favorite to win it. So maybe you do. I think that's an interesting take. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the other thing I think more to him is every quote I've seen him from him goes to the COVID situation. Like, not like he would right. not want to go win it. It's more like like two or three young kids at home. Right. I, I don't know if he wants to do that. Yeah, and that might be a perfectly fine reason to say right. eh, I'll, I'll avoid going where right. athletes from all over the world I'll are gonna going to be together for Where it's month. so bad there are no fans. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we're going to jump into the NFL and try to figure out what Aaron Rodgers means because he might have given his most illuminating quote of the offseason. Play towards the back post and Shaw scores for England. An early strike. Luke Shaw, what a start for England and Wembley. He comes the corner, he's flipped on, bouncing around dangerously and scrambled in as well. And it's Leonardo who's got the vital touch to put Italy level. And he does it! And Italy are champions of Europe! And England are foiled again! And at Wembley, Forza Italia. Could it have been more dramatic than that? We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff, live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas Studios. Are you, are you ready for the best Aaron Rodgers quote of the offseason? Well, given he didn't have very many during that golf championship he played, uh, yeah. <laughs> the best thing about that entire golf thing was uh, he and Brady just tossing the football around. That's so, the best thing. Aaron Rodgers was at a golf tournament this weekend, and on NBC he was asked about this, uh, you know, what's going to happen. He's going to play for the Packers. And he said, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this week and then get back to working out and figure things out in a couple weeks. 
at the Packers. I'm like, can you make that a week? Because we start we start training camp here in about a week and a half. So if you take a couple weeks, Jordan Love is actually going to start training camp as the number one quarterback. Do you believe Aaron Rodgers has not figured things out by no. now? I believe he's figured things out. And like you and I said last week, I believe he's the quarterback of the Packers yeah. this year. And so. I... When I read that quote, that's exactly what I think, too. He's going to be the quarterback of the Packers. I think he is going to show up. He's going to play for the Packers. And this offseason is going to have been him without him actually saying very much. He he hasn't said hardly anything. Like I said, he was also asked at that golf thing. He didn't give anything away. This offseason, he has not said much at all. It has been reports, and it has been you know him on vacation. And you went away other people. Yes. And so he has not said much. He has had teammates, former teammates, come out and say a lot, too, who have said, well, I'm close with Aaron, and here's what he's thinking. But he has not said much, and I think he's going to end up playing for the Packers in week one, and I think he's going to treat it as, well, I didn't do anything, but also he spent this offseason making sure his opinion was heard of, hey, you guys aren't treating me how I deserve to be treated. There's been so much little said on the Packers side of things. Devontae Adams has talked about Derek Carr, the quarterback, more than he's talked about Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback, which is very strange because there's no tampering when players talk about each other. But I've heard more Devontae quotes about Derek Carr than I have about Aaron Rodgers. So maybe Devontae just assumes we are. He's like, yeah, this guy's coming back. This is all a bunch of nothing. When is somebody going to ask Aaron Rodgers, hey, you think Derek Carr can make Devontae Adams better? I think you should ask him if you ever played with uh, Henry Ruggs. <laughs> How do you feel Is there about any Henry? chance when Henry Ruggs' rookie contract over, you guys can make it in uh, Green Bay together? Rookie contract? Trade him away already. <laughs> if you're getting Devontae Adams? Well, that is true. If you're absolutely getting Devontae Adams, I don't think – well, I'm not including Waller. I'm just including the wide receivers. Uh, everyone's uh, in play if you're getting Devontae oh, Adams. Yes. yes. Okay. The well, Joker might be yeah. in play. Who are you? Yes, there is – I don't even know – I don't even know if you'd keep Waller. Like if the if, uh, you might keep Waller. <laughs> he's pretty good. He's cheaper, but like uh, I'd keep Waller. He's I'd keep Waller. But I I think I'd trade him. I'd trade Waller for Adams. Mm. I guess it just depends on who all your I look, I know he's the best receiver. There's no question, but I guess it depends on who your receiving core is at that point. That yeah, it's you'd Devante really like Adams. Well, no, But I'm just saying, like, what if Ruggs, let's say a year from now, like what if Ruggs like, has this incredible year. Like, okay, he's the guy they thought he was. I don't know if I give up on Waller. Waller's really good. Yeah, he he's is. Really Devontae good. Adams is better. Wide receivers are more important than tight They're more ends. important than tight ends. And Devontae Adams is I just is the think best Waller's so good. Like, I love watching Waller play. I think he's really yeah. good. I, don't, I, I mean, would like watching Devontae Adams play more, I promise. Uh, well, the good part about Devontae <laughs> Adams, according to Carr, is they'll do stuff that's never been done. But I'm like, <laughs> I thought you did that I, at Fresno State. You don't. You don't. You don't think that Jordan Love will elevate Waller to another level? Oh, I didn't think of that. I think this guy, look, I think you're exactly right. All we've known about this guy is he's with girlfriends in Hawaii. He's got free to be you and me hockey hair. And he's playing like against, he's playing with Brady and all the, and Mickelson and DeChambeau in the golf tournament. Other than that, he's really said, this is the first time he's, and here's the thing. Uh, why we're talking about this was just crazy. He just said, I'll figure it out. Like He hasn't even been specific about anything, which tells me he's going back. He might not be the happiest guy in the world, but he never seems like the happiest guy anyway. That's another thing about Aaron Rodgers. Like He's very precise, and he's an, he wants everything to be perfect. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, but he never comes off as like the joking, nice guy anyway, so he'll just kind of be going back as the same guy probably. Yeah. Might be a little less affable. I think he okay. just made it a point this <laughs> offseason to prove, hey, I'm not happy with how things have gone. Yeah. I think that was the purpose of his Of this entire thing. And he's going to end up being the quarterback of the Packers yes. because 
more than likely that's his best chance to win a Super Bowl next season. Like if like if he had if he had legitimately like demanded a trade, I guess. Well, the odds are he wasn't going to a team that was going to win the Super. Bowl. Right, like Denver's the team that's <laughs> yeah. been been you know exactly. thrown out there the most. Green Bay with their their Green Bay's got a better chance to win the Super Bowl yes. next year than Denver does, even if Denver gets Aaron Rodgers. So. Like and again, we've talked about this with Rodgers. How much does he care about like legacy and all that? Which he doesn't appear to care too much about, like his football playing legacy. So maybe he doesn't. You know, it's not. Oh, I've got to win one here before I retire. But to some extent, he's going to be the quarterback that only won one, despite being what everybody thinks is one of the most talented ever. I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this week. I think you've been doing that for three months. <laughs> it's been his whole. Life. He's been in like he's been <laughs> like jumping been off cliffs in Hawaii. Play. He's been in like he's been <laughs> he like married beaches. He, he married he's, a like what a, a bee. Wait 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 wait, wait. hold on because Ed referred to her as his girlfriend. Yeah. What's her name? Shayna Woodley. Okay. Did you did you know her name? No, she's an actress. But I know get... no 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 okay. I did not though. Okay. I just remember I the, she, know... he had the pictures in Hawaii. With yeah her. yeah no I'm just saying because you referred to her as his girlfriend like you couldn't remember his name. They're engaged. Um, oh. And I couldn't remember her name no, either. I knew she so. was an actress. I have no idea who she is. <laughs> was she in Hoosiers? Because <laughs> if she wasn't with Barbara Hershey and Hoosiers, I have absolutely no was idea. Was she in Hoosiers? <laughs> well, just, just, that's many, my basis for every movie. How many women were in Hoosiers? Barbara I Hershey. haven't seen Barbara Hershey. Barbara Hershey. Hershey. And the woman who played one. Barbara Hershey's mom. <laughs> so two. Yes. <laughs> I never thought about that. Okay. There are like no women in Hoosiers other than like Barbara Hershey that actually had lines, right? <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen it. I just know it's about basketball. Okay, first of all, you, I'm trying to think, you, Ziggler, like the people who are friends in my life who like basketball, you are like right at the top, and you haven't seen Hoosiers? No. This is. Are you serious? Yeah, you're surprised we, every okay, time I tell yes, you. And we keep, I keep trying to pitch the segment for when things get slow. <laughs> That, what movie has he seen? That, that, no, that Tyler watches a sports movie and then goes in on it as like, all right, so they don't understand analytics at all. <laughs> oh, well, then, then don't watch Hoosiers because the guy wasn't drawn up the picket fence because the DVOA or whatever you talk about all the time said this is the play to call. Wrong sport, but I like that you remember <laughs> no, DVOA. I, no, I like DVOA. I throw that in every sport now with you. I mean, I, I guarantee there's DOA. D, there's DVOA in your fake horse races. <laughs> I mean, there's some kind of analytics to go with that. There's there's odds. You want, yeah. you want to but no, about... don't, then forget Hoosiers because you'd be breaking down like the picket fence and weird stuff like that. It's just you got to enjoy the movie for they what it run was. a play where four guys on a basketball team don't move during the play. <laughs> they stand still. Yes. Well, if they're on the three point line providing spacing, that could help. There probably isn't a three-point line in Hoosiers, is there? I don't believe no, so. No, but there's a very drunk Dennis Hopper. <laughs> yes. Dennis Hopper's drunk. Um, no, I don't believe there is. No. I mean, good for Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to be the quarterback of the Packers. I don't think any of this means anything. I think I don't know if he'll be at camp the first day. Maybe he'll be teasing them and saying, well, I haven't made my mind up yet. But eventually he'll report, and they probably won't find him, and they'll go forward. And they'll throw five touchdown passes in week yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. I mean. All right, coming up next. Spencer Hall joins the show. It's the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Joining us now is Spencer Hall. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at EDSBS and check out the Shutdown Fullcast and a new site, Channel 6. Uh, Spencer, how are you this morning? Hey, Spencer. Doing well. Thanks for having me on, y'all. Sure. Good. Um, okay, first off, a quick question for you. Have you seen the movie Hoosiers? I have. Okay. There you go. 
All right. Which I haven't seen Tyler's it. Tyler's really the only guy who's never seen it. Yeah, it doesn't sound like something I want to see either, so <laughs> eh, don't have much use for it. Um, but, all right. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just want to see who else has seen Hoosiers. Apparently, I am the only one. Uh, so, in college sports, we've seen name, image, and likeness. It's actually happened. Do you have a favorite endorsement deal that's been signed so far? Uh, they keep getting t- they keep getting close, but nothing has really uh, topped uh, the Ohio State lineman who signed with a scented candle company. <laughs> oh wait, I haven't heard this one. Wait, okay, hold on. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's their, I believe it's their starting left tackle. Um, and he signed with a, he's six, six, he's like 370 pounds. He is as big as a functional human can be for a football player. His nickname is big Thanos, which I like the, the nickname, by the way, I want you to just clarify that's big Thanos. That's not normal Thanos. That's, no, that's the grande size Thanos. That's how biggie big this guy is. And they, he signed a deal with a scented candle company. And the best part was I talked about it on a podcast with Omani Jones, and then he he was like, "Oh, hey, thanks for the shout out." <laughs> <laughs> so on on that grind, I mean, there's some really good endorsements out there. Like I I really enjoyed the unit sponsorship that's happening for offensive linemen. I know that there's one place in Northwest Arkansas that sponsored pretty much the entire Arkansas offensive mm-hmm. line. The Notre Dame offensive line also has a barbecue sponsorship. I, I might want to trust the Arkansas barbecue <laughs> sponsorship a little more in terms of quality than I would the one in uh, South, South Bend, Bend Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, Indiana. It's that famed Indiana barbecue probably won't stand up. Um, but, yeah, that's. That's my favorite so far. Big Big Thanos being like, "Hey man, you want that? If you want that blueberry candle, I got it." Wait, that's. Have you seen? Like, how is he promoting it? Like, what does he say about the candles? Yeah, straight up, just sells it straight. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, man, now nah, get this. It smells great." Oh, this Wait, kid's I not in a bathtub, is he? Yeah, no. If you'll re- <laughs> if you'll remember, if you'll remember what a dorm smells like, yes. you'll understand. <laughs> yes, that scented that scented candle. It goes beyond the luxury. It is a practicality for them. We liked the uh, college hunks because we thought it was a calendar, but then we realized it was a moving company for uh, the Miami mm-hmm. quarterback, Derek King. That was a little strange when they said uh, college hunks. It's it's interesting, though, because you've got the LSU gymnast, and she's a social media influencer, and she's got millions and millions of followers, and all the way down to, like, Barstool saying, well, we'll take anybody, and you get a T-shirt and a beer. So, like, in terms of the, you know, breadth of this from the top to bottom, what do you think is going to happen here? I mean, is this, it's, is it open season now? I mean, could we just see crazy things more than we've already seen? Yeah, it's open. It's open. The only, the only break that anyone has on any of this momentum is just remembering to pay your taxes. That's it. Oh, and, yeah. and this is, in, in college sports, we will go to every single length to avoid admitting that it's a, a league or admitting that these are athletes with value. We'll go to any length. And any length in this case is we'll go to the Supreme Court. We will get a decision handed to us, which was 9-0. Yeah, they got, undefeated. They got skunked. Like, and, and, it, and the, people who, the people on that court who think that, you know, a fence post has more rights than a human being, right? Like super conservative justices who are like, people are irrelevant to the law. What we really protect is property, and that's it. Like, people on that court 
saw the business model of the NCAA and went 9-0 against it. If you, if you don't get them, you're lost. They'll go to that length. They will go to the length of saying, we won't pay players, but if you want to go ahead and get a bunch of endorsements to get around everything, including Title IX requirements, right, for, for, pay, for, for equality under the law for both you know, men's and women's sports and for all sports as a whole on campus, if you want to get around all that and create what is essentially a de facto payroll, go ahead. You know, we could just pay them. That'd be that'd be the easier thing, right? And admit this is a business. Or we could just say, you know, why don't we do the longest thing and get this elaborate runaround and instead pay people through um, collegehunks.com or America's <laughs> Top Gym endorsement. That, that's, what, that's what we've decided to do, which is essentially not admit that it's a market and fix it with a market. It's amazing what we do in this country. Uh, the official rule is that coaches are not allowed to like bring this up in recruiting. Coaches are not allowed to like uh-huh. get endorsement deals for their current players. What percentage of coaches have already broken that rule? Lane Kiffin. That's, <laughs> that's my prediction. That Lane has already Lane's already just spit it out there and then gone. Oh, oh, sorry, man. Sorry. And, what's, and to his credit, like, what if Lane did that? And then he said, Oh, yeah, we committed a minor violation. I accidentally mentioned this. Who's going to follow it up? You know what the NCAA's budget on enforcement is right now? Open season. Do whatever you want. There's no reason to listen to them anyway because they're they're governed by the will of their members, and none of their members want to mess with this gravy train at all. By the time you commit the foul and by the time someone actually calls you on it, you'll probably be at your next job anyway. <laughs> gas, gas pedal down to the floor. Hit the nitrous. Could Saban be the only guy with enough power to curtail his guy? Even though I imagine in that town those guys are going to get the offers that nobody can get eventually because it's Alabama. Could he be the only guy who could curtail this with his players and like kind of limit what they do? He might not be able to control that for long. I think the thing at Alabama is that they enjoy doing things quietly and in an orderly fashion. That's probably all Nick's asking is that it's not a distraction to his recruiting and then to the football team. And in that order, because remember – what Nick Saban runs is a recruiting service that just happens to point people to Alabama. That's really what he does. And then secondarily, he runs a professional development organization that specializes in getting players ready for the NFL. And then on the third level, they stage exhibition games against the rest of the SEC. That's what, that's what Alabama does. Do you think at the end of the day this is going to have any effect on which teams are actually good at the sport of football? Marginally marginally like the real satisfying answer would be oh it's going to upend everything then like unlv you know will will be a top 25 power which you know i can write the scenario i can get you there on how that could happen but it would require some really wild things to happen you know but but it's not again this is the problem with anyone saying it's going to be drastic the same people have been good this entire time in college football the same sainted 15 teams because those teams are culturally devoted and committed to football. They will spend the money however they have to spend it in order to get talent from point A to point B, B being the university, A being usually a large city near it, right? And that's actually like Las Vegas is an interesting case today because Las Vegas has exploded in the last 20 years. Um, you know, like UNLV and Arizona State should both be on the up in terms of future projections, just because of population shifts and because of where money is. Now, does that mean that they're necessarily going to do that? No, you need 
you need a large core of boosters who are just committed to spending whatever they need to spend. If you're expecting this to knock Alabama and Ohio State out of the top five because Tuscaloosa isn't near a major metropolitan area, got bad news for you. Okay, they consider Starkville, Mississippi to be a major metropolitan area. They consider <laughs> Huntsville, Alabama to be a metro, major metropolitan area, and they will write checks commensurate to that. So I, I, don't, I think this is a marginal change. There will be a couple of now. I mean, I think there's a couple of teams that will probably figure this out before everybody else. I think Miami, who again, this wouldn't be new, right? We're not seeing anybody coming up out of nowhere on this. Miami has been good at football before, and they probably will be good at it again. But you've seen Miami out in the lead on this. You'll see teams that do it better, though. Okay, well, one, let's stop you there, because if you write that book about UNLV being top 25, you have a bestseller on your hand. So if you want to hit the New York <laughs> Times bestseller list, write that UNLV is going to be a top 25. And Tyler went to Mississippi. Is that true now about your town? Wrong, wrong city. I went to oh. Ole Miss, Oxford, oh. Mississippi. Yeah. Well, oh. I don't know what Oxford is. Is that a real town? Yeah, barely. It's a university barely, with yeah. some restaurants. <laughs> that's about it. That's all that's there. Did you, uh, I don't know if you saw the story, I hope you did, because we're going to ask you about it. Did you see the story on Kansas and the player who they had to pay off to leave? And just be, and because of that and the other stuff we've read about Les Miles, like, is he a far bigger creep than we ever give him credit for? Well, your record is your record. <laughs> just, you know, that's your, what's on the record here? That, that Les Miles was occasionally creepy and uh, often sloppy. <laughs> that seems to be the pattern here. And if you can expand the umbrella a little bit more to include some of my favorite people, which are the administrators who make a lot of this happen yeah. and enable it. Jeff Long, the athletic director, yeah. might be the worst athletic director in the history of D1 athletics. Like, might be the worst, might have done the worst job, because consider he gave, uh, let's see, he was the guy who uh, believed Bobby Petrino when he lied to him, then acted <laughs> betrayed when Bobby Petrino, in fact, lied to him. Despite being Bobby Petrino, right, acted like this was a firing offense uh, or wasn't a firing offense and then acted like it was just because he was sort of personally offended by it, not because, oh, yeah, it's that guy. How could he? Um, Hired Brett Bielema at Arkansas after Bielema wrote a nice letter to him. That was that was how Bielema got to Arkansas was Bielema said, hey, I thought you did a nice job handling that. And Jeff Long was like, you're my new coach. You wrote me a nice letter. And then Bielema bombed out in the SEC and never went anywhere. Um, he was the guy who, uh, he was the guy who at Kansas decided to, uh, Kansas has only been good when they hired guys who were up and coming and who were going to devote the entirety of the best chunks of their lives to Kansas football and destroying themselves in the process, right? <laughs> Driving themselves to the breaking point to just get them to be good, like Mark Mangino. And, and they hired last mile. That that's who they thought. Like that's the answer. If Long was like, gonna hire, gonna hire Les Miles, and I'm gonna do whatever Bill Self wants to do. I'm gonna fall for the Bill Self okie doke every time. Bill Self is looking <laughs> elsewhere. Well, better give him forty million dollars. <laughs> Here you go. Better do that. Jeff Long. Jeff Long, the guy who got in front of. I'm sorry. One more thing. Jeff Long, the guy who was the spokesperson, if you'll remember, for the playoff. Who, whenever he talked, everyone on TV was like, No, no. <laughs> yes. Not you. Somebody else. That's right. Put somebody else. Uh, in an effort to end this interview as poorly as I started it, uh, is TikTok the best or worst thing you've ever been on? It's pretty much the best. It's pretty good, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I've been on way worse. I'm on Twitter all the time. Yeah. I've been on way worse, right? I, I, I've been on Facebook before. I deleted my account. That's how, that's like, Facebook's way worse. Anytime anyone's like, ah, TikTok and the kids, and I'm like, 
if you have a Facebook account, all right, shut your mouth. Because, <laughs> I mean, that is, that is opening the sewer pipe and putting your mouth straight to it every single day. Okay, TikTok is, uh, TikTok is angelic compared to what you're going to pick up on Facebook. So I'm, I'm super pro TikTok. That's great. I am, too. I'm trying to get Ed to create one over here just so we can watch some funny videos. All right. Uh, can you explain to us uh, what is Channel 6? I'm, I'm intrigued by what sure. you're doing with Channel 6. Uh, Channel 6 is uh, you're going to get two things a week from myself and uh, my partner there, Holly Anderson. Uh, we are going to charge you 10 bucks, and we'll give you two things a week. That is a dollar a thing if you're purchasing the annual membership we have done uh we have a bunch of game previews we have uh we did an essay last week on how you deal with some of the bad things that happen if you're a fan of uh college sports and sports in general and uh coming up you know if you're listening got a preview gonna be right about edwin edwards recently deceased louisiana governor who was elected like four times and ran from like ran for office from jail and called his own blood liquid viagra when asked how his health was, because I think he got married to his third wife when he was seventy-eight. Uh, yeah, Edwin. Edwin was amazing, man. Edwin. Edwin would lose like twenty grand a time when he came to uh, Vegas and stayed at the Hilton, and that twenty grand came right out of his slush fund. They had a marker. <laughs> they had a marker system set up where the governor. Of, this is, by the way, before he was sworn in. He went out with the. He went out to the campaign like when he was like it's like before he ever served a day as Louisiana governor in his first term. He hit Vegas with the slush fund. It was like, let's go. Yeah. I know you tweeted out some quotes from him um, from his career. One of them being the only way I can lose this election if I get caught in bed with a dead girl or a live boy. <laughs> uh huh. He was the guy whose bumper sticker when he was running against former head of the KKK, David Duke, was his opponent. And his bumper sticker said, vote for the crook. It's important. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we look forward to that yes. on, on Channel 6. I also, I also appreciate that you didn't box yourself into any specific medium by just saying, we're going to give you two things a week, whatever those things might be. I appreciate that it's that vague. Hey, listen, man, a blog post, I could do that in like an hour. The other things like podcasts or like a video thing, that's that's. That's real work. Don't laugh at those TikTokers, okay? Because putting together a solid 15 seconds, that could take hours, man. Respect to them. Well, he is Spencer Hall. Follow him on Twitter at EDSBS. Spencer, we appreciate your time this Thanks, morning. Spencer. Thanks, y'all. Appreciate it. Oh, how yes. about the governor? Governor of Louisiana. It's, it's Seriously, Spencer it's, tweeted out some of them. Like, similarities between he and opponent KKK Grand Wizard David Duke. His quote was, we're both wizards in the sheets. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> He won four times? Uh, uh, I think he won four times. He also he, went to prison. He, he went to jail for corruption, and he won the last one. Yeah, yeah in, in between jail. there. Yeah, that's the hell of a, hell of a He's story. He's got a little Tiger guy. King in him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think Tiger King's got a little bit of this governor in him. I think that's the way we should be looking at it. All right. We need a new Sharp. Uh, I told you. Our Sharp picked the Dodgers, but uh. he picked them on Friday, the one game they lost to the Diamondbacks over the weekend. So we need a new Sharp. We have an Antonio Brown jersey to give away. you got to work for it. you got to get nine days in a row right. But you can win an Antonio Brown jersey. 702-364-1100 is the number. If you want to be our next Sharp, if you think you can get to nine and you can win an Antonio Brown jersey, 702-364-1100 is the number. 702-364-1100. 
It's time to find the sharp. Brought to you by PropSwap, where smart sports bettors buy and sell sports bets. Go to PropSwap.com today and find the very best odds. All right. Our last sharp loss because the Dodgers lost one game to the Diamondbacks, and that's the game that he picked. So JP is here to try to start his own streak again there is an Antonio Brown jersey out there, but you got to get to nine and break our record in the streak that our Sharp has had. That was Ron way back in like August of last year. So, JP, where would you like to go with your pick for today? Oh, uh, I didn't really see any games today. <laughs> Don't start with the tomorrow and Wednesday, right? Yes, but let's see. What do we have today? We might have some Copa. Um, so there is there are some soccer games you can pick. Um to get, or I'll, I'll tell you this. You can pick just if you want to pick the home run derby winner, go for it. But I will give you that Costa Rica is playing a country called Guadalupe. Costa Rica is actually good at soccer. So if you want a tip from me, pick Costa Rica. <laughs> Costa Rica, I have to say, wow. All uh, right. Well, I mean, do you want Costa Rica? I guess we'll take Costa Rica. That's the only thing I see on the board. I was going to go with the All Star game tomorrow, but. I guess we can go with Costa Rica tonight. Yeah, well, you gotta you gotta get to tomorrow before you can pick that. All right, we got you yeah, in for Costa Rica. <laughs> JP, we've all also been known to give out mulligans. So if that other country yeah. no one's ever heard about actually wins, they're not gonna win. You, you we're never, gonna, okay, we're gonna put it on Tyler. We might we might we'll put it on Tyler, and you, you, there might be a mulligan tomorrow. Maybe, maybe. All right, we'll we blame it on Tyler. Okay, <laughs> all right. Good luck, JP. Thanks, JP. Good luck. Thanks. It's it's Guadalupe. They're not winning. I, I, Hey, not winning. Diamondbacks were going to lose to the Dodgers easily. That's, that's, that's actual professional <laughs> baseball players. This is Guadalupe. <laughs> Could you find Guadalupe on a map? Yeah. If you Guadalupe. put an uh at the end, Guadalupe. I would... <laughs> yeah, it's not even that. It's Guadalupe. <laughs> it ends. Guadalupe. All right. There was a lot of soccer over the weekend. Yeah, huge. Uh, Italy beat England in the Euro finals in penalties. Yeah. I personally enjoyed the most the two Italian fans where the woman was dressed like a piece of pizza yes. and the guy was dressed like uh, Mario yep. and the piece of pizza was very mad at Mario. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, but yeah, England lost in penalties, which is uh, hilarious. I love when teams lose in their home stadiums and I love when England loses too. So I'm all on board for that. So uh, England, don't be uh, Mike McCarthy and go into a prevent the last uh, 100 minutes of a game. You score like within two seconds, and I don't even think they tried after that. Uh, the so I didn't w- the like worst that. part of that is nobody tried an extra time. We got no. 30 minutes of extra time where neither Italy nor England tried to win that game. But for the most part, after the score, it was pretty much, we're yes. just going to hang back here. And you got, yeah. Yes. And actually still got a lot more shots on goal. But um, yeah, it was, I mean, it was really cool to watch. The, cool, the part that was not cool was the... Just the ridiculous and, and horrible uh, comments that have been made about those kids who missed those shots afterwards, and it's it's embarrassing. Yeah. Now it's soccer, so as you know, I mean, I, I, I it's embarrassing, and yet I'm not saying it's completely as surprising. No. That these kids would take heat, uh, ridiculous, insufferable heat. Yeah, uh, Marcus Rashford, one of English, the England players sure. who missed a penalty. He's got a mural somewhere in London that was vandalized yeah, this morning. It's just horrible. Um, yeah, not a deal, but. Uh, they have, I mean, listen, England has a lot of good young black players. Like the two yeah. that Marcus Rashford and Bukayo Saka yeah. are both two young, good black players in the Premier League. Like they're two of the best players in the Premier League. Yeah, they missed a penalty. Like that's a, it's a stupid way to decide a game, but that's what happened there. But yeah, no, it's not great. Um, also, Argentina beat Brazil. Lionel Messi has yes, his Lionel first Messi. Yeah. major yeah, trophy. That's for amazing. Argentina. Yeah. 
that that was Messi's first major championship. I that, believe that's amazing. He had lost three Copa America finals and he lost the World Cup final to Germany as well. He was 0 for 4 in finals for Argentina. Were you going to, are the briefs about the lights? The briefs are about the lights. Okay, because that's more soccer. Okay. Get excited. You get very excited. Spoiler alert they're in a playoff position. <laughs>